Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hey there. Happy Tuesday, happy day, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> oh, so good to be with you again. And I'm just returned from family vacation. Every August we gather in Maine, usually at my dad's house, but not this time because my dad was getting remarried. And uh, it's funny, every time I say remarried, I think, well, he's not marrying the same person again because my mom passed away, but uh, he's, so he got married uh, on Saturday, and it was a lovely celebration, and the whole family was in attendance, and we had a great week in Maine, and so I'm feeling very relaxed and, and mellow and, and giving great thanks. For those of you who read my daily blog, then you know all last week I was posting family pictures and stories of Maine. And, of course, you can still go and read all of those at jenniferhadley.com on my daily blog. And let's start ourselves off here with a prayer. I'm going to invite you to place your hand on your heart, just as I am doing And to take a deep breath of gratitude, so grateful and so thankful right now to open our hearts and minds to the higher self, the holy self, the higher Holy Spirit self, and to surrender any sense of separation. We're joining together in love and compassion. So grateful and so thankful to invoke divine grace into our awareness, into our hearts and minds. We are about our Father, Mother, God's business today. Yes, we are. We're saying yes to the power and the presence of love. We're saying yes to transformation. We're saying yes to remembering our true identity and seeing the true identity of all our brothers and sisters. And we're grateful and thankful to have such good work to do. (laughs) It's good work and we've got it and we're grateful to do it. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude and joy, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So that amen you just heard is Dove Fishman. He's on the line with us. I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. And uh, what I wanted to share with you is that uh, Dove is uh, just a, a wonderful, wonderful student of A Course in Miracles who has been sharing his insights and his understanding for <clears throat> decades, over 30 years, and he is such a connector, as as many of us are. We love sharing. We love connecting around the teachings of truth, and that is certainly true about Dove. He's a sweetheart, and I know him through the Living a 
Course in Miracles series. He was part of the second series that I did along with John Mundy and Gary Renard and some other wonderful teachers. So uh, Dove is here today. I wanted to have him come on and tell us about his new book. So Dove. Yes, hi. Hi, how are you doing today? Hi, Jennifer. Really good. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. We've been wanting to have you on the show for some time. We finally got you. And now you have a book that just came out this year called The Open Mind, Loving Yourself. And it's quite a beautiful and unique book. I wonder if you would tell folks a little bit about it and how it came to be. Sure. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Uh, it it uh, was was not something I actually sat down and wrote as a book. In truth, it was something that I shared over a number of years uh, on in an online uh, Course in Miracles teaching student environment where where people came. It was it was back then. It was called Teachers of God, and uh, things were done instead of on a microphone, which things are done these days. Are done in text. And somebody uh, who was in the room uh, decided to uh, collect all of the things that were said in text, copied, pasted, and actually turned it into a book a number of years ago uh, under a different name called Into Oneness. Oh. Uh, Thoughts and Prayers on the Way. And she added her own illustrations and things. And uh, the Open Mind loving, loving Yourself is actually pretty much the same as the original book. But it was, it was, first of all, it's a different cover, different name, uh, and it's actually for a lot, a lot less money. It was one of the reasons that it was, it was redone under a new name. Uh, so it actually costs less on, on Amazon or wherever you buy it. Well, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it reads like poetry. It really does. And now these, Recordings. They were made when? Uh, about uh, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, it was just things that I used to teach online. Mm-hmm. And, and when you say poetry, thank you for that. It's, it's not a book that you read from cover to cover. It's a mm-hmm. book you can open up at any point, wherever you are, ask for guidance. And wherever you open up, you're going to find something there that basically speaks to you. And let me ask you now, so it's been some years since you spoke these words, and when you, do you ever look through the book now and think, oh, wow, and remember when that came through or the realization that you were having at that time? How are you feeling when you look through it now? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. Because the funniest thing is that, where I look at it now, I open it up, and it's the same things I'm saying now, that literally nothing has really changed since since those uh, original teachings. I mean, I say pretty much the same things today as I did then. Uh, there's, there's actually really no difference whatsoever. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you are, uh, I, I know... Uh, I think I shared this with you recently. I was in St. Louis for, um, uh, there's a wonderful group of Course in Miracles groups out in uh, St. Louis, and they have a 
uh, gathering every year. They have a number of gatherings and all the different groups come together and so they had me come out and facilitate a retreat for them and people were sharing how valuable your class was in the Living a Course in Miracles series um, that we did last fall and uh, the class that you did was about clearing the mind clutter and people were saying how insightful and helpful you were and people who had the CDs were listening and re-listening and continuing to get more and more out of what you shared and it's clear that you, you really understand this material and you help us supply it uh, the material meaning of Course in Miracles you help us apply these beautiful teachings in such a practical down to earth way been doing that for a long time yeah, well, thank you. Actually, I kind of re- even remember one of the things I had said in, in, in your second series there that I think people did pick up on, you know, in, in the uh, uncluttering of the mind. First of all, you 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 know, the lessons are so, so helpful. Uh, the first uh, nine or ten lessons of the Course literally tells you that the thoughts you're thinking really don't mean anything. But the one that really did it for me is lesson number 25. Uh, I used it as my mantra lesson for about seven years, from 2004 to 2011. And and what it really says, as you know, it says, I do not know what anything is for. I do not know what anything is for. And uh, and we, we, we all have this habit of thinking we know what something is for. You know, and habits die very hard. But... Whenever something came up in, in the old days for me, you know, I, I kind of like like when you're in school, you just raise raise your hand and say, I know the answer to that. But you have to start to train your mind to say, I really don't know what anything is for. And that really lightens the load so, it really lightens it big time. So I, I think that was one of the things I said in that second series that a few people did say was helpful to them. Yeah, well, you you offer so much that's helpful to people, and I I want to let people know that you really are a resource for, like I am, for helping people get that practical application happening in their life, but also for connecting to the person or persons who are sharing about the course in a way that makes sense to them. So you have the wonderful, wonderful community ACIM Gather, and so much is going on with that community. I wonder if you would tell people about that, because it's a great resource, and I I would love for more people to know about it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, the purpose of ACIM Gather is is uh, for the people who who come there who are willing to really take their place among the teachers and to begin to develop trust in listening to their inner guide, their inner voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. You can call it many different names. It's called the voice for love, the voice for God. But mainly to begin to recognize and realize you don't really have to know Mm-hmm. To develop trust, you have to be willing to let go. It's a, it's a letting go process. And your willingness to just say, I'm here to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent him who sent me. I don't have to know what to say or what to do. Of course, you, as you know, that's in page 28 of, of, of the text. And you begin to experience 
with practice, of course, that, that everything is given to you, the words, the thoughts, and you begin to experience an abundance mm-hmm. you, that, that you are actually rich and everything that you need is given to you rather than think you have to earn it or learn it or something that, that basically you have to do that one day in the future will be given to you. And exactly the Course of Miracles will say, no, you already have everything, but you won't know what you have until you share it. Yes, I love one of the things it says in the Course is uh, that we are the kingdom. Yes. We are the kingdom. So we're seeking to know that truth about ourselves. Now, if, if people, people can participate in ACIM Gather all over the world because it's, on, it's an online community. Yes, it is. It's also on the radio. People can tune in from their computer. And these days, because of the iPhone and, and Bluetooth, People are now driving down the highway listening to ACIM gather on their car radios, which i got to admit, it really is a hoot. Really. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah, because there's tremendous archives there. Yes. And, the well, actually, the, the, uh, the, the teachers who come, this is usually a different teacher every hour or every half hour, who's willing to take their place usually once a week, sometimes twice a week. There's some who are actually on for three times a week. And and they come and, and they're on a weekly schedule. And of course, the ones who actually keep their commitment and are there, uh, they they begin to experience that, that it's so effortless that literally mm-hmm. uh, their own understanding of the Course just begins to zoom. I think there's a reason for that. When you're... When you're willing to share, everything is given to you. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a place in text chapter 25, section 9 of the Course of Miracles that basically says it's the justice of heaven. If you are reluctant to give, you must have been reluctant to accept, and you will not even know what you have, even though you have it. So it's your willingness to share it, which is, which is what brings it to you. Mm-hmm. So as you know, willingness is everything. Yeah, yeah. I'd love your, that you're reminding us of that, to have all, give all to all. You know, I'd like to quote from your book here. There's just so many beautiful passages. It's, it's challenging to pick, pick one. And, uh, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful there that it's really, it really is about loving yourself with a capital S self. So loving yourself as you are the love of God and you, you've got here, I'm reading from page 62, Father, we ask that tonight we open our spiritual eye and see with the perception of the Holy Spirit for His brings our meaning and our identity to us. For this we give thanks and gratitude. Amen. So there, there are many prayers in here, very simple, beautiful prayers about opening the mind to the Holy Spirit. I wonder if you would share, Dove, uh, how did you come to A Course in Miracles? How did you first get introduced to it, and what was your initial experience? That always makes for an interesting story. Well, yes, thank you. Thank you for asking that. Originally, I had done something that I know most people have heard of. I know you, you have certainly on the West Coast because it started out there. 
uh, I did the S training in 1975 with Werner Earhart. In those days, I thought that was the only thing he ever needed, really. And that went on for a couple of years. And then one day I heard that one of uh, Werner's uh, co-founders had started something new. And I was wondering, why, could, why would they ever think that you need anything different than S? And I went to hear what he had to say. He came to New York. But he had just visited with the with the scribe of A Course of Miracles, uh, Helen Shuckman. And, oh. Uh, yeah, he had he had done the course himself because he had gone through some some dark days. But he happened to live right next door to Dr. Jerry Jampolsky in Tiburon. And, <laughs> and, and and as you know, Jerry had gone through some dark days too. He had lost his 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 practice, his family, and literally he. He did find the Course of Miracles. It was sent to him in those days Xerox format. And he gave his copy to Stuart uh, after he was finished. And Stuart did it. And he said, I've got to come visit this woman, Helen Shuckman, in New York. And he called the right people. And someone said, fine. You know, we set up a day for you to spend with, with Helen Shuckman. Now, Stuart was a really <laughs> amazing guy who, who was one of the co-founders of us. And when I heard him speak in New York, he said, you know, I spent a whole day with this woman, Helen. And I can tell you, in the first 20 minutes, I knew she couldn't possibly have ever written A Course in Miracles. <laughs> and I, I'm sitting there in the audience, I think there's about 250 people in the audience, and I kind of hollered from the back of the room, well, if she didn't write it, who did? Ah. And, and I think that this is, this is the, the, the miracle part of the story. I don't know if he ever really either heard me or answered me, but there happened to be a, 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 a man sitting next to me who I really did not know, kind of a stranger, who leaned over and whispered in my ear, it doesn't matter who wrote it. Just get the books and start with lesson number one and go as far as you can. <laughs> and that's what I did. Uh, and uh, I, I remember going to uh, the bookstore, the uh, which, which in New York there's only one store in those days that had it. And uh, I looked at the book, a lesson, a lesson Number One, and I thought it was a great lesson based on everything that I already had learned at, at S. Of course, that lesson is nothing I see means anything. And Lesson Two, well, if you think it means something, you're the one that's given all the meaning to it. And that has become one of my uh, two favorite lessons in the course now. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we, it's time for us to take a break. So I just want to remind everybody that you're listening to Dove Fishman with me, Jennifer Hadley, right here on Unity Online Radio. We're living A Course in Miracles. We're walking the talk and living the love. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So I'm here this week with David Fishman. He's our guest. He's the author of The Open Mind, Loving Yourself. And uh, David was just telling us about how he came to A Course of Miracles. And, you know, it's interesting, this whole uh, 
EST connection because I know Gary Renard participated in EST. I know a lot of people who were drawn to the course participated in EST. It's interesting. Yes, and I guess there is a, a real correlation between the two. And I would say, for the most part, if you come out of EST, you, you get a real sense of being cause and responsible. And as you know, Jennifer, that's that's the only way to really heal is to take responsibility and recognize that everything that happens you have asked for rather than thinking that these things are happening to me and I'm a victim. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it is quite a commitment to decide that you're not going to entertain any more victim thoughts. You are now going to take responsibility for your choices and the circumstances and situations of your life so that you can actually have a better life. It, it's the ego will really not uh, let people get away with that easily. The very idea that you would take responsibility for your life as it is rather than look to blame it on someone else is it's quite, it's quite a shift in, in mind. Yes, it is. And actually, there's this one place in the course in the teacher's manual, where it's section five, how is healing accomplished? And, and the author of the course literally tells you, don't even bother reading this. You can't be healed unless you want to know why you want to be sick. And it's, <laughs> I think it's the only place in the course that he gives a disclaimer and says, unless you want to know the perceived, the perceived purpose of sickness, you cannot be healed. And, of course, the perceived purpose of sickness is I don't want to be responsible. <laughs> I, yeah. want, I, want, I want to blame someone else. Yeah, and, you know, in, in a lot of the Living a Course of Miracles classes that I've done, I talk over and over again about how valuable it's been for me to cultivate, cultivate responsibility and to have the awareness that it's really about my ability to respond with love, with compassion, with willingness, and even with gratitude, to even be grateful for the circumstances that we would judge as being bad or wrong or unpleasant to say, even this I can be grateful for because in this somewhere is the seed of my greatness, somewhere is the opportunity to unwind all this negativity, and I'm more interested in finding that, being responsible for finding that I'm able to respond to this situation with some spiritual maturity and willingness yeah. to see and know clearly. And uh, that is the foundation of our healing. Yeah, what that brings up for me is I th- when you were teaching on ACM Gather a few months back, uh, I, th- I think the topic was forgiveness. And I, I, th- I loved your take on Forgiveness, it seems to go actually beyond even the, the, the way that the Course speaks about it. And, of course, we know that forgiveness is the basic practice of the Course. Right. And, and, and I just, I, I do remember when you were sharing, I said, oh, my God, that really even goes beyond the Course. I don't know if you want to say a few words about it now. That's up to you. Well, what I share all the time about forgiveness is if we can 
open our minds to hold no judgment. So we, we become aware of the, the judging mind and we decide, we make that decision to offload the habit or undo the habit of judging, 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 cultivating our opinions, uh, which for me has been um, excruciating, but it's now it's, it's pretty easy. But when I started, it just felt like it was absolutely overwhelming, an impossible task. But I decided that I had the realization that if I wasn't willing to cul- cultivate a non-judgmental mind, then I would be trapped in hell forever. So I just decided, you know, if, if it takes me 40 lifetimes to uh, release the habit of judging, so be it. At least then the 41st lifetime <laughs> will be one that is is peaceful. So you got to start where you are. And so I, I started in a place of just intense, constant, unremitting judgment. And uh, what I realized through just my own daily walk and the talk was that if I don't judge, then I, I don't ever have to forgive anything because I haven't judged it. So there's nothing to forgive. There's just something to experience and uh, an opportunity to be more loving, more compassionate, more gracious, more receptive to love, more available and there's absolutely nothing to forgive ever unless I have a judgment about it. That's so true. And uh, thank you for, for mentioning that because actually uh, that's pretty much where the title of the book actually comes from, The Open Mind. And as you know, the open mind is one of the ten characteristics of the teachers of God. Of course, you do have to develop trust. That's the one thing that we are responsible for. And then all the other characteristics, such as uh, tolerance, and uh, tolerance, of course, does not judge, and honesty, and gentleness, and defenselessness, faithfulness, uh, and open-mindedness are all given to you uh, naturally. And, and, and the open mind uh, is, is one that, that, that basically has let go of his judgments, because actually we, we have this uh, place on, on, um, on uh, Facebook, called Open Mind, the Open Minds, or Open Minds for A Course of Miracles, I should say. And it says only the open mind can be ready to listen to something that goes against it because it hasn't made a judgment. The closed mind can listen only to what supports it. So once I make a, a judgment, my mind is already closed. It's not open. And until I release it with forgiveness, uh, my mind is pretty closed, and I can only actually tolerate that which supports what what I like, and I really can't tolerate what doesn't support me. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting, David, because over the years I've taught so many forgiveness workshops, and there's always at least one person who says... I've forgiven this so many times. Why can I not have peace? Why can I not have peace? I have forgiven and forgiven and forgiven, and yet there's still no peace. And I I just ask them, is there any part of this experience, this relationship, whatever it was or is, that you're still holding an opinion about, and you think that you're right about it? And... 
in every case, of course, there's m- multiple opinions, multiple uh, things where they think that they're right, and uh, any opinion is a judgment, and uh, it's their willingness to relinquish that that allows the the true forgiveness to happen, because true forgiveness is, <clears throat> of course, realizing that uh, right. it never happened, yeah. Actually, thank you for that. There was a line in the teacher's manual. I don't know where it is, but it just it just came. Uh, someone mentioned it yesterday. It's the same thing you're saying. It says peace leaves you the moment you think you know anything. <laughs> right, and of course, if you have a point of view which is you think you know something that's that's true, which of course is your point of view, and you've given meaning to something, and you're invested in the meaning. Uh, you're not really allowing yourself to flow with what is, because you already know. Which 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 kind of gets back to that that uh, lesson number twenty-five, yes. which I did for a number of years. I do not know what anything is for, and the only reason I did that lesson is I realized that that even though I had done the course for a number of years prior to that, you know, you still think you you know something, and I realized it it didn't give me peace. So. If I'm going to really uh, focus on what this course is saying and actually start to train my mind, what I'm going to train my mind to do is let go of anything that I think I know because I don't really know anything. Because you don't have to do the course for that. Socrates said pretty much the same thing like, what, 2,500 years ago or something. So, uh, yeah, he says, uh, what I know is I I really don't know anything. And... uh, you know, as you let go of that, you, you literally lighten up and you get to laugh a lot more at the things that you used to defend or, or, or argue about or hold on to and think that you're right and another is wrong. And of course, if, if, if the moment you think your brother is wrong, uh, you are on the battleground. There is no peace. Yeah, it's interesting. I, uh, trying to think now someone was telling me that they are noticing that they don't seem to feel as much as they used to in the same way and um i i noticed that one of the things that develops for people who really dive into this practice and it's a living minute by minute spiritual practice it's not something you do for 10 minutes in the morning and then it's over you know or a half an hour you sit with the book and then you're done no it's every choice that you make it's really about cultivating the awareness to take responsibility and make uh loving choices in every moment but uh, it's the the peace really becomes so pervasive that it, you you don't have these highs and lows anymore, as I'm sure you know, and and so it, it does feel sometimes as though you're not feeling as much, and uh, because there's no drama. I just wrote a blog the other day about uh, I called it ex drama queen that I used to be a drama queen, and and now I'm not anymore, and oh, it's such a relief. But do you find that that you're you have so much peace now that uh, it's uh, that sometimes it feels like you're not really feeling anything, but you're just experiencing peace? Well, yes, uh, the, the peace that you feel is is the quietness and the stillness of uh, of the mind. Uh, 
that's where you experience the peace where you don't have that that ongoing uh, chatter the 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 dialogue you have going on like 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 uh, well that that person did this and I have to do this and and you're constantly strategizing and of course that that is uh, being on the battleground being on the battleground is is having this mm-hmm. noise going on someone pointed out this past week that that noise comes from the word nauseous and <laughs> And, and it is basically uh, when when Jesus in the Course of Miracles speaks about uh, uh, sickness is nothing more than a defense against against the truth. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about sickness of the body. He's really talking about the perceived purpose of sickness of the mind, which is always defending and, and being defensive. And, and and there's a wonderful line in Lesson 135, Paragraph 18 which is all about uh, if I defend myself, I am attacked. Mm-hmm. And that paragraph says, you know, what could you not accept if you knew that everything that seems to happen, uh, all events, past, present, and, and to come, past, present, and to come, is gently planned for you by one whose only purpose is your good. But the next line is very revealing. It says, perhaps you thought he would cause pain for you. It was your own defenses that do that. So when something hurts or something is taking away our peace, it isn't that anybody's doing anything to us. It's our own defenses that basically is, is like is like rubbing up against uh, what's so, and we're not really willing right then to let it go. So we hold on. Richard Richard Bach, who wrote the book Illusions, of course, and Jonathan Livingston Seagull, he has a great line. We always argue for our own limitations. So our defenses limit us. They just keep us, you know, small. And of course, no one really likes to, to actually be limited in any way, but we limit ourselves. Right. Yep. Yep. You know, I'd like to share another passage here from uh, The Open Mind, your book. Uh, page 184 here. This is so beautiful, David. It says, There are no solutions to what the world presents us with. There is only the prayer to awaken now. That is the only solution, and that is what the teachers of God are here to do. Now, I I just want to ask you, we've got a couple minutes here before the break. So, what are... Over 30 years now, you have been working with this teaching. What what did you notice in the first couple of years in in terms of your relationships, in your work? What did you notice happening just to give people inspiration and motivation to really stick with it and keep working it? Well, uh, thanks thanks for that question. Uh, what comes up is something I do say on a pretty regular basis now that until you recognize that, first of all, the course is really about relationships and, 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 and why this course can save thousands of years, as it says literally on page two of, of the textbook, is, is that it, it doesn't exclude your brother. It includes your brother in every single way. So actually, when it says your brother is your savior, he gives you another opportunity to see the truth about yourself. But we always got to remember that in this world, which is really a world of perception, and, and as it says in the Course, perception is a mirror. It's not a fact. That he gives us an opportunity, that our brother or sister, 
uh, and we're all given different uh, people in our in our life that are the perfect people. There's a, a line in the Course that says, relationships are assignments. There are no accidents. So the people in your life are the perfect people for your own healing. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's always going to be a few people that, you know, you like to be with because they give you the warm fuzzies. But there's also the people that kind of bother you and you're a little uncomfortable. And that's where your real lessons are. Uh, I, a long time ago, I, it came to me, you know, projection makes perception. The world you see is an outside condition. of your. It's, a, it's an outside uh, picture of your inner condition. So if something bothers you, it's not out there on the screen. It's something going on within me, some some judgment I made a long time ago or, you know, in the early part of my life or maybe another lifetime. It doesn't really matter. It's there. And it will stay there until I release it and release my brother. He's mm-hmm. only there reflecting to me what it is that I have asked him to, really. And it says that so clearly in dream roles that no one can actually betray you except the role that you have assigned them in your dream. I know that that's so difficult for a lot of people. They say, well, how can you forgive someone who who has hurt you or betrayed you? And I think even Jesus, who basically, of course, is the author of the Course, he comes comes back on page 95 of the textbook, tells tells you very clearly that his... his, uh, that his disciple, Judas, uh, who was a holy son of God himself, could not possibly have betrayed him because he didn't believe that betrayal was actually possible. So I think that, that as we get to see the people in our life as, as saviors, showing us what it is that we don't like about ourselves, or maybe we don't like about another, we made a judgment that has hurt us, that actually that same person, when seen correctly, and that's what the course is, our correction of your perception. I'm going to see correctly is really this beautiful son of God. Mm. Yes, it's not easy work, but it's good work to, <laughs> to heal the mind. And we're going to keep talking about this after the break. I want to remind you, I'm Jennifer Hadley with David Fishman, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles. We are walking the talk and living the love right here on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity Online Radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity Online Radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit Unity Online Radio and click on Mobile Listening. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the Oneness Blessing. 
Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time, on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So I'm back here with David Fishman, author of The Open Mind and host and uh, leader, spiritual leader. <laughs> we're all leaders, spiritual leaders. Uh, if we want to be, we're, we're leading ourselves out of the darkness by aligning with the Holy Spirit, the higher Holy Spirit self. And just before we go back to the conversation with David, I, I want to mention to folks that I am offering something new at jenniferhadley.com. Just testing the waters with this, something that uh, people have been asking me for for quite some time, which is a simple forum where people can ask me questions and call in and ask me questions. So I'm, I'm doing what I call a sacred circle. I'm calling it very simply Jennifer Hadley's Sacred Circle. And we're going to gather on the, the phone, on the Internet, in uh, – a circle together in a weekly basis, and you can ask me questions, any questions you want of how to apply spiritual principle in your life, how to walk the talk and live the love in your family, in your workplace, in your health and well-being. I'm going to answer questions just off the top, and you can either type in a question, uh, you can send a question in ahead of time, or you can call and we'll dialogue on the phone. You can Skype in, Internet in, and uh, it's a very low cost. It's as low as $10. And one of the unique things I'm doing with this Sacred Circle is uh, I've got a number of different op- options of what you can contribute uh, to participate, and the least is $10. And up to a hundred dollars a month and so you are become a member of the sacred circle at a price that makes sense for you that you can afford one of the things i love about being in spiritual community is when they pass the basket there's no set amount that you have to put in and you there's no put in too little or too much and with online things, it gets a little more complicated to have just any amount as a recurring subscription. So we've got a number of options there. And every month I'm going to have a, a someone I admire to come and, and dialogue and uh, authors and teachers that I admire. And so I'm inviting you to come and check it out at jenniferhadley.com. You'll see the... Um, uh, thing for the sacred circle there and you can click through and read about it and learn about it and it's an opportunity to join us on a weekly basis 
So we have our our first uh, sacred circle today. Tuesday. That's Tuesday is the the day for the Sacred Circle as well as the radio show. So I just wanted to let you know about that. And we're back with David Fishman. And David, just before we um, uh, complete here, I want to go back to what we were talking about, about Oh, the betrayals and the things that are so difficult in life that that uh, it's very challenging to wrap our minds around, as you were saying, when, why would we why would we accept that you know this person betrayed us in some way or that we betrayed somebody that this in any way could be gently planned for our good it's so difficult to imagine that but one of the ways that i share about it is i think it it, to me it feels like before we incarnate that we really do have this opportunity to choose well what what is our life going to be about and how are we going to approach undoing the ego and that we might set for ourselves a goal of understanding true forgiveness or working through issues related to low self-esteem or something like that and that the greatest gift that a loved one could give us would be to betray us in order for us to have that experience of forgiveness and healing. And so from the vantage point that we're having now as a human, having a spiritual experience of undoing, we've got to open our minds and say, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but I'm willing to know. I'm willing to see and know and feel clearly. How do you work with that in your own life, in your own relationships? Well, <laughs> I think you actually said the whole thing perfectly. Um, it's, first of all, it does start with your own willingness to say, I do not know. That is so important because if you think you know, you, you're, you're, you're using the ego's judgment again that, that, that you made this person special uh, you had a special relationship with them, and then somehow they did something. And in a way, we we have to take responsibility that that whenever we we make someone special, uh, that that is really uh, the idea of sacrifice. And of course, in coarse language, to sacrifice one over the other, to choose one over the other, you're leaving one brother out. And you may you you have made somebody maybe more important. You've turned them into an idol, and then, as all the purpose of all idols is to disappoint you. So uh, the fact that 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 somebody will disappoint you, and if if you feel well, you know, I can't trust people anymore. If that's the lesson that you're learning in this world, which which pretty much is a lesson that that, that many people. Who basically do not have a, a disciplined curriculum like a course of miracles will will say, well, you know, I've learned my lesson and I'm not going to go there again. But that's the exact opposite of a course of miracles to actually look at everything and see that everything is actually happening for you. Things are not happening against you. The ego sees things as happening against you. Holy Spirit sees things as happening for you. 
So everything that happens is happening for your healing, to remember who you are, what you are, and to see your brother as yourself. There's that wonderful uh, line from every from the Holy Encounter. As you see your brother, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will treat yourself. As you think of him, you will think of yourself. So if you think of somebody as having done something wrong or, or they're guilty for doing something, you will live in that same guilt that you see another in. But they're giving you an opportunity to remember your true innocence. And as Jesus says in the Course of Miracles, either we're all innocent or we're all guilty. You have to really train your mind to say, yes. what is it that I really want to say? It's true. It's true, that willingness, cultivating it all the time. So, just where it's time for us to wrap up. It goes by so fast, David. Uh, I'm reminding people your book, The Open Mind, Loving Yourself. You can get it. Uh, I know I buy a lot of books at Amazon.com, and uh, I know you can get it there and other Course Miracles resources. Uh, I, people are going to want to connect into ACIM Gather. What is the website? Well, our website is acimgather.org. And if you go there to the home page at the bottom right, there are instructions on how you can actually connect and be in our, in our worldwide internet room where, where, where people do actually gather. Or you can listen on the radio at first, and you can find that easily at acimgatherradio.org. And if you, if you like what you, what you hear, there are instructions to how to, how to get it, how to come live into the room, and we're always actually inviting people who would like to take their place among the teachers to actually do that. There are openings in our schedule, and we we would love to hear from you. Yeah, it's a wonderful resource. I encourage people to jump in. And speaking of jump in, we're going to jump into prayer right now. (laughs) I invite you to place your hand on your heart and take a breath with me as we thank David Fishman for his beautiful life and for doing such beautiful work in the world, helping us all to remember our true identity. And as we take this holy, holy breath right now, we relax into an awareness that it's already done. We already are the love of God. We already are the peace. We already are the willingness. And so we're setting ourselves free and sharing the benefits with everyone. In grace and gratitude, we simply say, Amen. 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 David. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer Hadley. Thank you so much for having me. I love you, everybody. Have a great week. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer.